Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Beyond the Blinds. We don't do guests often, but as always, I'm Kelly Williams. And Troy McKeady. And we have Kyle Marissa from TikTok. You know you want more. Kyle, thank you so much for joining. You want more? I'll give you more. <laughs> ah, there it is. There I'm it either is. known as that or the gold girl. Everyone's like, is that girl girl on TikTok pissed off that Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey? It's like, no, I'm not pissed off about that, but I am golden. <laughs> Well, I love that. And I think at the top of this, I'm just going to say everything is opinions and alleged from here on out, because who knows what we're about to talk about. Yeah. But if you guys aren't aware, both Troy and Kyle had blind items written about them in 2023. This is kind of a blind item wrapped episode, as we'll call it. And I would love to hear just both of your thoughts. I mean, Kyle, if you want to go first and then Troy. I had two blind items. One, Dumois, but Dumois blocked me when I literally... 2000 followers on IG. So I don't know why. So I never saw hers, but I recently, when I was looking for my blind item, I found it. And Dumois uh, made allegations of copyright infringement to me. Like what? Again, did you go to law school? But did tree paint teach her nothing? But <laughs> but this was the one on Crazy Days and Nights, which is actually my favorite blind on a website. So this was like my Roman empire. Can you actually call yourself a content creator if you don't create any of your own content, this TikToker is trying to put that theory to the test. Her fans think she's creating all the gossip she reads. Why do they think that? Because she doesn't tell them where she's getting it from, despite being called out on it by numerous people. She just sits in her bed and keeps doing it. <laughs> now, I was lying on my belly on my bed. Like, correction, okay? <laughs> and what's so crazy is you both had blind items on the same day. They were like stacked yeah. on top of each other. That's why I, I, and I couldn't find yours. And I was like, that's what I thought we had. We got two girls, one cup, like one day we both got taken <laughs> down. Someone, you know, our enemies were clearly colluding. Mine, I don't have in front of me, but I, at this point, I know it by heart. I, <laughs> it is ledged into my spirit, but it basically said it was during the week that I was trying to get my work back from my previous producer and people were like rallying for me to get my work back and trying to help. And NT wrote a blind item about me that said, it's interesting that this podcaster is trying to get his work back when all of it was stolen anyway. And the new iteration of his show is also all stolen content, which is hilarious because if you listen to Dunzo, it's me rambling with my friends about pop culture. So like 
I don't know how I could how I could steal my thoughts on like Ashley Simpson's third album. I don't know who I'm stealing them from, but I mean, listen, it is what it is. NT, I would like you to write a blind item about me. I'm feeling very oh, left out. You feel left out? <laughs> you don't get you don't have enough haters. No one hates you enough. Oh no, they do, Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen the. Re- I tried to leave like a five star review of your podcast on iTunes just, or like what the app store just because I saw you posted about like one mean review and I'm like, how dare they say anything mean? Give below five stars. Well, we appreciate you so much for that. <laughs> so we did get some listener questions. Obviously, Kyle, you're huge on TikTok and you're building your Instagram, but I give you so much credit for just TikTok in general. I was. <laughs> kind of curious how did you get into blinds and celebrity gossip in general I think ADHD having trauma and being nosy like that's what it started when I was in college and I was you know studying and I'd be in the library and I was like an accounting and writing major but I was going to do finance in New York City so I really like I used to love Chris Hilton and then he started bullying me online so now it's like I can't say nice thing like anytime someone brings me up he's like I hate that girl it's like okay Perez I used to listen to your podcast too but then I stopped because you can't stop talking shit about me but it was like that and then like I was obsessed with Britney Spears obviously I think like any girl that's a millennial and is like remotely gay went through a phase where they're obsessed with Britney Spears and so I really like dug into the whole era where Perez Hilton was drawing dicks on Britney Spears and I was like trying to kind of like on her face and all the cum stains on like Lindsay Lohan and stuff so I was trying to like kind of reconcile like mainstream media versus like message boards because there was like the dirty was a big thing I was on the dirty like back in 2009 for like being at a night like being at the box or something like that in NYC so it was like kind of that it was moving to New York City for work and then like being in college and being like oh my gosh you know access to the internet I like grew up with like a home where I wasn't allowed to like watch TV or you know like use the internet so I was like really like you know shielded from that stuff and I didn't own a TV in college and then my senior year I got a TV and I started to like study for you know actually take like do my accounting degree and that's when I started getting into celebrity gossip then once I moved to New York City I was like really into the blind items because I was going out and I was meeting celebrities I was seeing famous people and I was also like engaging in really like a lot of debauchery and then I was reading about it like this is so cool it's like a secret world where people talk shit about other people or spread rumors it's like very much high school coded but you know I don't mind that it is so high school coded I love that that's what I went to a private school and Hollywood just reminds me of my private school period like at any time I'm like this is and it's just like even the popularity that kind of thing and the clicks it's just like mimics private high school so it's interesting do you have any like favorite because Perez was like my number one like that was like my like mine too mine too at Perez and then you like kind of trail off did you have any like B tier websites like I loved like X17 as an example like I think it was called the dirty it was like the and it was like a a, they they posted daily so like there would be a nightlife in New York City and then the next day they would literally post a rundown of anything and everything like they'd be like you know Madonna caught like urinating publicly you know on like 86th street whatever it was you know like that kind of shit where I'd be like wait was I at that street like so that was the thing that I really got into that because it's like so I think I want to say it was called it or it's like not lipstick alley but lipstick alley was another one of those like gateway Mm -hmm. drugs where you know I went to that and then it was like and then I think with Press Hilton though it was just Press Hilton and then I knew Ted Casablanca yes because I don't know how like, it might have been in college I had a, like a roommate from Long Island or something that you know was really into celeb gossip and was like explaining Ted, how do you explain Ted Casablanca to like an 18 year old you know what I mean 
So it was like that. But then once I got, you know, older, I was I appreciated, especially as a writing major, for like the the literature that it is. It is, you know, he was quite the literary fanfic writer. <laughs> he's like he's the Willy Wonka of blind items. <laughs> Feels like I'm reading Dr. Seuss half the time. Yeah. I don't and I never know like I've eighty percent of the time I have no idea what we just read, but I yeah. like love it. I'm gonna sit on TikTok. I'll read. I'll be like, "You guys, this is the Ted Casablanca like blind item," and everyone will be like, "What?" It's it's like Shakespeare and Dr. Seuss. Like it should make sense, but it doesn't. Like, wait, I got a question though. Timothy Tile is Jake Gyllenhaal because he smiles when he lies all the time, right? He smiles like Tile lies all the time, and that's what Jake Gyllenhaal does, right? That's and he has like, okay, allegedly, yes, allegedly, Tile allegedly yeah so that's that like that's how I got into it and then obviously when I was just like living and working in New York City you like Kelly I think you live there you just moved there Troy right to New York mm-hmm. yeah so it's like when you're part of it you also are like I want to I want to know because it it's like your neighborhood it literally is like your your hometown now and you're like oh shit like someone was doing coke you know three blocks from my home that's amazing who was it you know so that's so funny Another question, this is for all of us, but a celebrity whose life you'd like to be made into a movie. So I have mine. Who's yours? I would love Dolly Parton and I'd love Margot Robbie to be a part of it somehow. Maybe producing. I almost- Dolly World. Yeah, I love Dollywood. I've been there. And like, I want to say Sydney Sweeney would play Dolly, but I don't know if that's too like on the nose. You know, I have Sydney Sweeney fatigue lately. I'm like such a Sydney Sweeney, even though I love her tits. Like, sorry, no offense. I, I am gay, but it, I, those Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney, anyone but you trailers. Oh my gosh, the bit. So they're straight people. Okay, I just, you know, that I feel gayer and gayer. The more shit like that comes out, I'm like, I can't. It's just so cheesy. Glenn Powell is me a Paul Wall boy. It also feels so beneath her. It's like at yes. this point, like we expect so much more from you. Yes, like even in Euphoria, like Euphoria, like people give it shit for being like a teenager or so, but it is really heavy acting. And like Cassie oh, yeah. Howard, her character was like insane. And I do feel like a rom-com is like so beneath like Sydney Sweeney's kind of artistic ability. And they're just like, it's just basically a, a movie of her tits, you know? And like Sydney Sweeney is actually so much more than that. She's actually a talented actress, which really bothers me. Yeah. For sure. But she's bidding like typecast. Wait, so what was the question? Oh, about... <laughs> I got distracted by titties. A celebrity whose life you'd like to see be made into a movie. Oh, Nicolas Cage, but like not made by Nicolas Cage. Because I, during the pandemic, I ran a a Nicolas Cage stan account on Instagram where I just posted like the craziest Nicolas Cage quotes, stories. Because he's like also a Coppola, like a Francis Ford Coppola, that family. And just like all of that shit. And I just like, if Nicolas Cage was not attached to the project and get like all of the people in his life to tell all of those weird Nicolas Cage stories. He is like the most eccentric person and he has spent the most money on the most like expensive bullshit, you know? So I just, I feel like it would just be like a over the top and like Leonardo DiCaprio could play him like a great Gatsby, except it's Nicolas Cage, you know? And his T-Rex skeleton, his fully intact T-Rex skeleton. I would choose Madonna because we oh. almost got that Madonna movie and it was like so close to happening and then she fucked it up. Well, I wouldn't say that she fucked it up, but like, it seems like she had too much involvement and like she was like fighting with Diablo Cody all the time and then Diablo Cody dropped out and she was and like Julia Garner was signed to that right like she was yeah she was like with Madonna like method acting and preparing for the role when they canceled it right and she would have been an incredible 
incredible Madonna. And I just think like there's a Madonna story that could be told that would be very like lifetime, but then there's mm-hmm. one that could be like really gritty and cool and like because she's had so many crazy experiences, especially with like other famous people. Yeah, that's so, actually a really good one. I forgot yeah. about the Madonna biopic not getting made. Yeah. That's kind of bullshit. I know. Damn. Plus, I love Julia Gardner. I know. And she looks so much like young Madonna. It's She insane. does. It's like actually insane. Yeah, she does. I'll probably change my answer from Nicolas Cage. I'm like one of those people where it's like, I'll regret saying that for the rest of my life. But <laughs> it's not like anyone listens or anything. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, yeah. It's not like I just admitted to running a Nicolas Cage stan account. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all have a stan account for something. Okay? Right. Yeah. A swim fan, <laughs> Kyle. Um <laughs> So what famous old celebrities do you wish you could read blinds for? Let's go with Troy first for this one. The girls. I love Betty Davis. I love Joan Crawford. Probably Joan more than Betty. But like, I love old Hollywood actresses so much. And those two are my absolute favorite. Like just to be able to read blind items about like what was going on on the set of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. And I know that there's like crazy stories. There are stories out there that are absolutely fucking insane from that movie set. But like mm-hmm. lines would be even more crazy. That's what my, so like the one tie I have to Hollywood is my great uncle was one of the like original like attorneys and screenwriters for Paramount. And like, so throughout the 40, 30s, 40, more 40s, 50s, like after World War II through the 40s, 50s, 60s wrote like, I think there was a show Errol Flynn. He was a writer on that, but that, that's what got me obsessed with Hollywood was the same old Hollywood thing because my then my grandfather was his cousin and they were best friends and he would just sit there and tell me all these stories about like the big band era, you know, and all of those starlets. And that's what my like grandmother was like a pinup for like a week, you know, a pinup lady. There's one picture where she just looks so, so beautiful like that, you know, that glamour, old Hollywood glam. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I love those. But I, besides that, I love blind items like on like the Revolutionary War. You know what I mean? And like that kind of shit. Like I want to, you know what I mean? People were definitely sleeping with the enemy. Like that kind of stuff. I want to hear which Americans fucked for freedom. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> fucked for freedom. That's what I was actually going to say mine would be like Benjamin Franklin. Because you know, he had like brothels. He was supposed to be like really into drugs and partying like Ben Franklin fucked and we need yeah, to- Yeah, oh, he it. fucked all the time. And I, like, the one person I do have blind is Alexander Hamilton. And that's where he infamously took out an ad and ran it in the New Yorker, like, every fucking week, right? And it said, pay me, like, $10,000 a month and I'll stop talking. <laughs> wow. And because he would, he had, like, an essentially, like, a blind item column where he would like go and he would, that's why we know so much about his personal life and all of that shit. Because he would be like, last night I cheated on Skylar with this whore at this brothel, but so did Thomas Jefferson. And he would just like tell on everybody. He's like, if I'm going to be fucking up, I'm going to be telling on everyone, including myself. That's why I love him so much. R.I.P. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. You right? Love the original blind item queen. <laughs> I will also say, if not those two, I would love Marlon Brando blinds. Because oh my god, that man! Like even blinds are so fucked up. Like dark sided, and even just him and James Dean, I think would be a really interesting like Ryan Murphy movie or something. Because the way that James Dean was in love with Marlon Brando is like actually so sad. And when you watch like screen tests and stuff of them like acting together, like James Dean was in love with him, 
And it's always been rumored that he just kind of like used him as like a sex slave and like yeah. him and had him like going crazy. So that would be interesting too. It's like Bradley Cooper and Pedro Pascal at the Met Gala probably was like. <laughs> it's like Bradley and Leonardo DiCaprio's conversations after on the balcony at the, <laughs> the day after. It's funny. I can hear people screaming like, what about Marilyn Monroe? And there's a part of me, I'm like, just let Marilyn rest. Yeah. I would have said her like five years ago, but dude, after blog, can that woman have peace? We've and I just seen so many TikToks time. about like her dead body and stuff. I'm like, I've, I've seen and heard enough. Like, yeah. Can she sleep? Can she uh, just. I'll also throw the Kennedys out there as someone from Massachusetts. I feel like if I didn't say the Kennedys, it would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you like RFK? What's up with his voice? You know, I just don't really care for any of the Kennedys. Yeah, they always they have their own like Boston accent where they really just want to put it out there that they're from Massachusetts. I'm like, shut the fuck up, you cartoony old time family. From, like every every like Boston woman in a, a black and white fifty show at all at all. Yeah, your transatlantic accent. Uh, Troy and I talked about this a bit last week, but I would love to hear your thoughts, Kyle. Are you worried about Tree like coming after other blind item creators? Or do you think that was like a pointed thing to do it to Dumois and like other creators are kind of like in the clear or? I've, I've been thinking about this actually, like, and I was thinking about this with you guys, like thinking about you guys and this and that, um, cause that was one of my favorite like scandals of this year was Tree Pain actually like publicly stating something. And there's, there's a few things that like differentiate. One is like, we're not writing DMs to and from our own selves and purporting it as being like someone else sent it to us. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. And we're showing our faces online and we're not like, we we are very like vocal about our standship. Like we, like I'm a Swifty first and foremost, you know what I mean? And and I think it's very different when you, when you put your own self out there too. Like you guys put your own self out there. Um, and, uh, and you show parts of your life, but you show your face in your real self. I think that's like a different dynamic because by, by like identifying yourself, you're, you're already like holding yourself accountable. You know what I mean? In a way where it's just like, it's not just a keyboard warrior, nameless, faceless person, because I know that like people have left me mean comments and they've had like whole entire profiles and they've been people. And I've been like, Whoa, you know? And then they've been like, I'm so sorry, but it's different. There's people that have left mean comments and then they've created, I blocked them. And then they've created like 18 new accounts. It's like, it's a different kind of thing. But also I, like I lost a pregnancy the one time I was pregnant, like I lost my daughter at eight months pregnant. And I think it like the exploitation of this miscarriage, I think that honestly, it was just like, that's, I don't think that you guys would ever do that. Like, I think that you guys kind of have like a you know, like a standards or like, you know, guidance, the guidelines that like moral guidelines that you don't cross. And it was like doubling down on an alleged miscarriage that occurred privately between two individuals that aren't even together. You know what I mean? It was like, I would never, I, I'm, I don't think you guys would ever do that. And I think it's that like the, the unapologetic ness of it and like the doubling down like I've gotten one cease and desist and I immediately removed like and it was a blind item I didn't write it I was reading it off the internet immediately removed it and that celebrity actually reached out to me and apologized to me for like their attorney being a dick because I was like I am so sorry I just want you to know like I was just reading this I didn't even know who this like when I read the blind item I didn't know who the celebrity was even so that was too it's like I knew nothing about you I just saw this blind item I know that you have like 
followers or fans. I read it and I just like, and that was it. I just replied. And that's where they apologized. It was like, you didn't have a malicious intent. Mm -hmm. You were doing it for entertainment. You were doing it, you know what I mean? Because that's what you do. You weren't doing it and then doubling down and being like, no, I'm not removing this blind item. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? So I think it's also, it's very much just like in remaining like human kind yeah. of thing. And I think that that's, I'm not too worried because I also wouldn't like speculate about Taylor Swift's miscarriage or her period. You know, I just think it's crazy that I have a period and so does Taylor Swift, but that's where it ends. You know, it's like, wow, we're both women. We have ovaries. Oh my God, I have something in common with her. That's it. <laughs> and I know that we say like a lot of harsh stuff on this podcast, whether it's our humor or blind items, but Troy and I actually make it a point to not read any blinds about miscarriage. Like I yeah. think every once in a while, one will slip in maybe on a Patreon episode. Yeah. But we try really hard to avoid those ones specifically. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, like the one I read recently was like an angel about Angelina Jolie, Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, but that's like 20 years ago. And that's like also been like almost spoken about publicly like with the Anna So that's different, but it's like Joe and Taylor just broke up this year. And if that, like, it's just that, that it's still raw and real. And it's also like, she hasn't, she's in a new relationship um, and she hasn't had children yet. That would be really uncomfortable for me. Like Angela, like, you know what I mean? Angela, like Jennifer Anderson and Angelina Jolie are both past the point. They're not, they're done having children. They have their lives. You know what I mean? It's just like different too, where I just felt like part of me was like, Ooh, like that's, that's almost embarrassing for Taylor. Not like, I don't think Travis Kelsey's the kind of guy that would be like, Oh, you know, you know what I mean? But it's still just like, that's, that's a woman's private thing. And that would be like having to just having to explain why that rumor exists or that it's true or not true to your current partner it's just like very uncomfortable you know what I mean it's just like how recent it is I just it was like the doubling down too I don't think I don't think you guys do that like we read blind items and we're like holy shit and we kind of leave it at that where it's like this was fucked up or we'll say oh my god here's an like with the diddy blind items reread them and we're like holy shit you know and then Cassie comes along and we're like oh okay so that's when we keep talking about it that kind of stuff but when there's no sort of real world end game or real world parallel I think that we all three kind of just are like okay so that's the blind let's move on let's not like you know keep going back to it or you know like stake our lives on it I don't know I just feel like that's why I like listening to your podcast because you guys are just like entertainment you know what I mean and you like gossip but it's not to like send trolls after people or it's not to like you know double down on conspiracy theories it's just to like be like all right rich people let's talk shit about rich people you know and celebrities because celebrities like to be talked about that's why that's why they have PR and stuff you know yeah that's how I feel it's like they celebrities love to be talked about they love to give us breadcrumbs mm -hmm. like if we are gonna be beat over the face with products and skincare launches and and cookbooks and all these things all the time it's like people have a right to know mm -hmm. this other side this alleged other side of these people mm -hmm. that they just give all of their money and time and attention to and that's the point of being a public figure like is you yeah. can't go after private people when they like become like there's laws that specifically do and do not protect public figures from being talked about. That's that's the point, you know, of being a public figure. And that's where we also just like stick to talking, talking about public figures and celebrities. We don't like go after, I, I like that you guys like don't go below the belt. You keep it with like, you know, you punch up. We, you know, you don't ever like not punch down at smaller creators or like infight or anything like that. And I think that that's also like a little different. You guys just keep your above it, which I, I like listening to. I don't like listening to people yeah. who just infight. It's boring. That's so nice. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. That is so nice.
So this is kind of a good follow-up question, but what makes you believe some wild blinds, but not others? And when I read that question, I was like, huh, it depends if I like the person. <laughs> well, it depends on how you feel about the person. It depends on, it depends on how much you know about them just already, because maybe mm. you love them. But also like, it's, I like that we read blinds from like the nineties because right. it really is the consistency when you, I mean, we say this all the time and people will even ask us this at our live shows. Like when you see the same thing being written about somebody, i.e. Will Smith <laughs> across the board for 25 years on different websites written by different people who don't know each other that have nothing in common. When you see the same things being written about somebody that like that frequently it's hard to ignore it especially when it kind of bleeds over into mainstream news mm -hmm. like I just think Will and Jada are the most perfect example because I even remember being a teenager being like really young and hearing adults talk about Will and Jada having this like open marriage that's and what I learned about swinging you know? was Will and Jada like and then oh. there's a rumor going around that my parents were swingers and I literally wanted to kill myself in high school it was just like my mom was having affairs but when I was like no Will and Jada are swingers and it was like what everyone was like oh you know in the 2000s and 2010s it was like swinging and polyamory was not okay it was very much frowned upon like masturbating on an airplane you know and so when that like when that stuff came out yeah um but I always do like kind of the rule of threes too like if I get three blind items on all mimic or all mirror the same pattern of behavior like over the course of let's say three to six months it's like okay I think that that there's something to this and then I'll start looking into mainstream media articles that maybe corroborate locations or yeah. times and dates and that kind of stuff but it's like if you see like with Joe Jonas like the whole Joe Jonas Sophie Turner divorce thing like someone had reached out to me and was feeding me blind items about Sophie Turner but I had listened to it was actually thanks to you guys I had listened to, because I hate the Jonas Brothers, never liked them, but I only like tolerated Joe Jonas because I was obsessed with Sophie Turner. And I listened to like your Game of Thrones episode because that's my favorite show. And then I listened to your Jonas Brothers episode because I was like, oh, I want to hear people talk shit about the Jonas Brothers. You know what I mean? And it was like, because I had heard all that before when I was like contacted by this person, I was like, wow, all of these, like all of these like allegations against Sophie Turner sound like all of Joe Jonas's blind ends for the past 10 years. So it was like that too, where it was like a situation was like, this cannot be about Sophie. You guys are obviously trying to like, like, like put shit out in the press or start rumors. So that's where I didn't. And I immediately started reporting on all of Joe Jonas's blind items on TikTok to be like, Hey guys, look, someone's trying to like get me to talk shit about Sophie Turner and saying all these things are about her. But we have like 15 years of Joe Jonas blind items being like, dude, he cruises for thirds. He's the one that's like, my wife is Sansa Stark. You want to fuck me 12 year old girl? You know, very much allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I think like a lot of it also bleeds into like the public as long as you're paying attention mm -hmm. you know I do think that they do drop breadcrumbs in the public eye like in articles and you, as long as you're paying attention and reading you'll see it like like you said Troy like Will and Jada have been trying to tell us for years mm -hmm. just people aren't listening yeah they choose to not because I also think it's really hard for people to accept what is not in front of them like it's really hard for them to especially for like leading men like a leading man hunk like will smith it's like really impossible for people to believe these things about him and they just sort of choose not to you know what i mean and it's like yeah. well that's a decision 
it's it's kind of weird to me the way that like they're like they're blind items about a lot of leading men and blind items of like you know a decade or more of them being closeted and stuff like that and it's like we have a conversation about it and people attack us like how dare you adam or how do you and it's like but it's like why do you have an issue with this man being allegedly gay like why why is why is this why are you acting like this is negative you know what i mean it's like and it's also like we're like this there's we're definitely not the first person we're probably not the first 2000 people to say it on the internet you know what i mean and we're co like collecting information from different parts of the internet but it's like why are you having such a strong reaction to this leading man this manly man potentially being bisexual for example like what why does that bother you and i think like that's where too it's like what what do you need to unpack that's on you you know right. and that's not on yeah. like this person for being bisexual or like you know that's on the industry for forcing him in the closet and that's on you for like uh kind of like perpetuating or you know like like keeping that same energy where it's like, what's, what's so wrong about him being bisexual? Why are you like, so, you know, strongly reacting to that or strongly averse to it, I guess. Yeah. And we've talked about that on the podcast a ton, especially with Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Like we've, we've talked about her sexuality a lot. And I guess for me, it's really frustrating that people can, you know, question whether she did have a miscarriage in fact, or who she lost her virginity to or whatever, but talking about her kissing Carly Kloss is a bigger trigger than that. Thank you. I feel so seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And I, I actually like had that written down, like in my, in my notes too. And it's also like interesting, like we know, like I actually, so I get blind names from my own sources too. And especially like when it comes to Taylor Swift, like it's really hard to get good information on her, but, and especially during her Maddie Healy period of the summer. And it's interesting because I was getting like information by someone who's no longer on her team for obvious reasons. But like she was dating Maddie Healy and then she doubled down on dating Maddie Healy and she was with him for July. And it's just so interesting because I have all of that reporting captured in real time on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like it's like I haven't touched it. And that was like the facts of the matter then. And it's interesting now, like I'm having Hetlers, as they're called, like straight, straight Swifties, like come at me being like, no, Travis and Taylor were dating. And it's like, whoa, she was dating Maddie Healy. She doubled down on it. Like go literally just check the timestamps, capture in time. And it's also like, and, and like those same people are the ones who was like, like, that's, that's so wrong. Like, I hope you get sued. Like, Dumont, first of all, Dumont, Dumont's not even getting sued, but it's like for, for saying that Maroon could potentially be a sapphic, like we're, we're also examining lyrics. We're not like being like Taylor Swift had a lesbian miscarriage from IVF with Carly Kloss. No, we're like, oh, this song lyric coincides with this public, like makeout session or alleged, you know, at the night, it's very different too. You know, that, and I think that's what celebrities like know the difference between just like haters and people that are just like rage farming or rage baiting and like people who are like, no, let's like, like Taylor Swift has this picture with Blake Lively that makes me feel a certain way. Let's re-examine dress, you know, like the lyrics to that. I think it's just different in your approach. I love that. I do too. Also dress is like one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so excited for Reputation TV. So Troy and I have talked a lot about our nightmare blunt rotations. Who, and maybe we need to re-up ours, Troy, I don't know, but three celebrities you would not want in your blunt rotation. Wait, who has yours? Prince Charles, or King Charles. I would really like hate looking at him high. Yeah, and he probably has the worst breath and like the worst cotton mouth, you know what I mean? And then probably like Jared Leto. And I think me and Ariana Grande would have like a tough time together, like just being near each other. Mm. <laughs> Troy's laughing. Mm. I don't remember who, 
my originals were. I think one of them was Trump. Yeah. Like, just the thought of being high around him is, like, insane. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who my other two were. Because mine change all the time. I think we have to put Timbaland on yours now. We are definitely going to add Timbaland to the roster. Oh, God, Jesus, Lord. That helped. And also, I'm sure Justin was on mine. I'm sure. Because you just know that when Justin, aside from the fact that I despise his spirit, you know that when he gets high, he's like beatboxing and like <laughs> making drums out of shit and pop exactly he's and like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. You Lord. know, that literally happened. For sure. Justin Timberlake would definitely be on mine. Candace Cameron Bure, she probably would be oh. like, no, <laughs> dare. You know what I mean? Like she would start reciting dare, like, you know, monologues to me or some shit, or she would, you know, try and exercise me. I just like, can't. I cannot imagine being on edibles and like being also like being on set with Candace Cameron Bure. She'd probably lecture me in tongues or something. You know? 1000. She's a nightmare on her own. <laughs> She's a nightmare. Definitely her. Um, Kevin Spacey, even because like he used to be my favorite actor growing up, but I feel like he would definitely. What's the thing where you like where you're sucking that where you're smoking a joint and the person like makes it all wet? They like just you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like what blanket, what blanketing the blunt? He would definitely be like, (laughs) oh, and then like pass it to you. I can like feel that. I can feel that on my like, I don't want to inhale the soul of a six year old boy, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Probably, well, right now, just for now, Bradley Cooper, because he would probably talk shit about Killian Murphy getting an Oscar to me and then like promote Maestro. And I'd be like, dude, that prosthetic <laughs> nose, take it off. I can't take you seriously. Just for now, just because like Bradley Cooper is my arch nemesis during award season. He looks like Lady Gaga and him during award season. It's just like either one of them, if they were, if Lady Gaga was nominated, she would be also on that list. Because I like, you know, those musical theater kids that also like got all the awards. And they would just be like belt out into song halfway through. You know what I mean? That's that so funny. Gaga would be fun to smoke with, but I'm sure if I had the opportunity, it would be during award season and she'd be like so annoying. I think she'd be fun until she wasn't. Like at first you'd be giggling. Then all of a sudden she'd be like, have you ever thought about when you die and you decompose and then <laughs> no one's going to remember who you are? And you'd be like, oh my God. Like not until now, but thank you, Gaga. And then she'd try and push Nurtech on me or whatever that thing is, you know. She'd be like, Do you have a migraine? And I'd be like, I actually do. Can you stop not breaking Nurtech. out the song a cappella? You know? If there was a pop culture museum, what would you request to be in it? One item from pop culture to be in this museum. Pedro Pascal's underwear. Like, we gotta have a pair of his underwear. You know, like it framed in gold. Yeah. I just feel like, like to commemorate his 2023, like signed by him. I almost think I just want like a moon man, just an MTV <laughs> moon man. Cause like everything in my pop culture life has come from MTV. Like everything that I like started with TRL and moved to Laguna beach. Like, yeah. I think just like an MTV movement, moon man. Oh, sorry. Or that car, Kristen's car, that white Asusu. <laughs> oh my God. My car's donezo. <laughs> Right. Is that what the did, did Kristen Cavallari sue you for Dunzo? She copyrighted <laughs> it. So she copyrighted it so I couldn't make merch. Speaking of cars, I would choose Britney's Mercedes. I would she choose her white Mercedes and I would want her to sign the hood. Yes. That is like, I mean, that's basically James Dean's car at this point. Like it's been photographed so much. It is so iconic. 
it's so iconic and i would want like all the accoutrement i would want like her little walgreens pumpkins in the mirror you know, and, she's got some like stale cigarette butts in there and I would like light them and smoke them, you know, yeah. the last little, last little hit. And I've never seen it parked in a handicap spot though, to Britney's credit, you know, unlike the Kardashians or Hailey Bieber, I've never seen her like, you know, she's always just driving. <laughs> it's like, is she going to hit a car while she's parking? Yes, but it's <laughs> not going to be a handicap spot. And will it be like someone else's $350, $350,000 Lamborghini? Probably, but they deserved it. Yeah. I mean, Brittany was just in a silly, goofy mood. I love, though, like, have you seen the meme? <laughs> Some saying where Brittany's dancing with knives and everyone's like, the last thing Jamie Spears saw before he went under anesthesia. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I keep getting, like, like, I keep forgetting and then re-remembering that he had his leg cut off. And it just, like, I, like, wake up, like, the parents in Home Alone. Like, oh, my God, Jamie Spears had his leg amputated. Like, it's just so surreal. Like, I don't want to be ableist, you know, like making like him not having a leg to stand on, you know, but like. <laughs> no, his body is whittling away as it should. Yeah, but it's like, it's not ableist. It's Jamie Spears. It's pirate Jamie Spears, you know, he's going to be on the next season of our flag means death. <laughs> he's going to have a cameo because he's so hard up for catch. <laughs> Listen, either him or his daughter. So if you guys could know one thing about one Hollywood scandal, what would it be? Ooh. This is got, okay, you go first. <laughs> because I've been just covering this. I really want to know. So it's being a, like it, the blind items alleged that Jennifer Aniston had a miscarriage. And then it was after that happened that Angelina Jolie like found out about it from Brad Pitt and then was like, use that to like weaponize that against Jennifer Aniston to get Brad Pitt to like hook up with her is like, oh, well, she's like, you know, she clearly like isn't fertile, like all of this stuff. And then like that's is right after that happened that she fucked Brad Pitt and that started happening. I want to know if that's what it do I need to do I need to make like Jenna or sorry, Angelina Jolie my mortal enemy? Because if that was really like what happened, like, you know, I'd sweat I just really want to know what the fuck happened. Mm, that's a good and one. who killed Anne Heche? <laughs> I want to know who killed Whitney Houston. And I want to know what was on that note to Brandy. I have theories and thoughts. I want to know why Whitney showed up to that interview soaking wet and why she almost drowned the night before. Like for her and her daughter to almost drown a bunch of times at the same time and then die the same way is literally insane. I want to know what conversation happened downstairs to make Clive Davis be like, let's just have this party. Like a woman that he basically raised from the time that she was not raised, but you know what I mean? Like he knew her since she was a teenager. Yeah. Have a party with her dead body upstairs is literally, I can't even believe that we like, accepted that. Oh, yeah. Wait, I didn't, wait, what happened? I didn't. He... So when Whitney Houston died, she, the reason she was at that hotel was because she was going to go to Clive Davis's, like, it was like a party for him. Like, yeah. And he's whatever. And she died upstairs and he knew, and he said that Whitney would have wanted the show to go on because she's a showman. Whitney Houston would not have wanted a fucking party to go on downstairs. She would have said, end it. Even Shaka Khan said, like, there's no way Whitney Houston would have wanted him to have a party with all of these famous people downstairs while her dead body and they couldn't bring her downstairs because they didn't want to like interrupt the party so they left her upstairs for hours before 
like taking her out of the hotel and it's just like it's one of the most grotesque things that has ever happened in Hollywood to me and I think the fact that people have accepted that mm-hmm. as just like what happened is mind-blowing to me somehow Clive Davis has gotten away with so much and I was just gonna say has anyone ever looked into Cl- like Clive Davis Kelly Clarkson has clocked him a few times, but like she's kind of the only one in the industry, I think. Who's I didn't realize all of that. Okay, Troy, that's also like now my. It's so people are really. I mean, he's scary. Like he's very scary and very powerful. It's like that guy Chris Stokes, you know, the B two K guy too. Like who's who's like the head of Nambla with Diddy, which I'm just waiting for like the wagons to circle him and stuff like that. He's. I still haven't recovered from our Chris Stokes episode, to be totally honest. (laughs) That was probably our worst. Um, I'm I'm like trying not to cry about Whitney. That makes me, I don't, that makes me so. I know. I know. I have to go after Troy. I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, that was heavy. (laughs) Part of me that's like, I want to know everything Lou Pearlman. Like I truly want to. But then I'm like, that's such like a cliche answer from me. Right. So I'm going to switch it up and say Brittany Murphy. I want to know what happened with Brittany Murphy. I'll never believe that she just somehow like died in her home because of mold or something like that. Like there's too much off about that and too much off about what happened following her death. I don't think she died of mold personally. Do you? No. no, no. (laughs) There was some theory recently about her. I'm trying to remember what it was. And it was pretty good. Someone like someone had... Uh, it was it was not about the mold, but it was like something else that she was sick with, and I don't know. But Ashton Kutcher is also sketchy, you know. Yeah, and and this is we'll do one question after this, but it's not often you get three queer creators on a podcast, True. and I'm really I think it's really cool that we have that right now. <laughs> yeah. And someone did ask, when did you know that you were not straight slash did you have some kind of sexual awakening? Is there one moment that you can like pinpoint? So this is whoever wants to go first, because <laughs> I don't. Mine was Pam Anderson. But like, she was my not like sexual awakening, but like my gay awakening. She was like, because I was obsessed with her when I was little. Like I, I like would eat off of her fucking body. But it wasn't in a sexual way. And my mom, I remember like, my mom and like the adults around me would like try and turn it into like oh she's your girlfriend and I'd be like no and then it took me a minute to be like oh I like want to be her like I don't so want like the inverse of my childhood <laughs> I was like no I want to be her like I want to like ride in a in a convertible with her so she was like a huge part of my childhood like sexual awakening and being like I'm gay were there any like were there any gay like icons like male gay icons that you looked up to like as a child that maybe you couldn't be like publicly supportive of or that you were like oh my god like I I want you know what I mean this person reminds me of me or something um it was mostly tv I remember like like tv characters like Will and Grace was like a huge thing for me Queer Eye was major for me as a teenager just like you know, like you took what you could get. It wasn't really much, but you really took what you could get. You know what I mean? But like the one gay character on Real World, like the token gay. Real World was a major for me, like seeing different kinds of gay people every year from different parts of the, the world. And like even the idea that there could be different kinds of gay men and that mm-hmm. they were the same because on TV, you know, the stereotypes were so intense at that time. So like, yeah, the real world was like major. That was the same for me though. Like that's where I like learned about 
gay things, period. You know what I mean? I just like my dad's his best friend since like law school is an openly queer gay guy. And like his their like other best friend is an open lesbian. So it's like so my my like dad always had this like life. And I you know what I mean? Where he has two best friends were gay and they were like openly gay and they'd been openly gay since before it was like, OK, to be openly gay. But it was like I remember like sneaking and watching. But what it really was, honestly, this might be TMI. But so my parents are very much divorced. OK, and this was like when I was maybe five or six. I used to snoop. Obviously, I'm nosy. So like when no, I'm the I was the middle child. So I would just like go into everyone's stuff. And I remember like. I, so we lived like on a beach and everyone was down swimming and I had to poop. So I like went, or I had to, said I had to poop and I went, walked back home to poop. But what I really did was like snoop under my parents' bed because I found a Playboy with Naomi Campbell on the cover. The Christmas one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and I just remember being like, you know, like being like, oh, Oh, like that feeling you get in your vagina, like you don't know, but like when you're a girl and you're like, why am I excited down there? Like, like a very, very like a, a young five or six year old girl would have that thought, like be like, that's a weird sensation. Like, why am I having this reaction to that? And then I had like a best friend who we recently had a falling out because she became a Trump supporter and like went back in the closet. But she was like, we met when we were 12 and we would make out and like, and like, she was the closest thing I've ever had to like the love of my, you know, like a, a long, but that it was like, we were, after Trump was elected, like I started becoming more open and vocal about being gay. Cause I'm like, this is kind of important, especially mm -hmm. like if you're a white blonde girl and it's like, you know, um, I think that it's important to like be representative of like the spectrum and stuff like that, but that she went back in. And so I've like been really, it's been like my broke back mountain moment. You know, I've been really depressed about that ever since then. Cause I do feel like I lost like my, you know, my one, but it was her, but it was like that. Yeah. It was Naomi Campbell and then the Britney Spears calendar. And then having an actual like gay best friend that we would shower together and do all this stuff. And I'd be like, what? Girls make out with each other? That's so weird. I've never fingered a girl. <laughs> Girls are so silly. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I grew up in a house that was very like, it's fine to be gay as long as it's not you. Yeah, yeah. So I tried really hard to be straight and I was very bad at it. Like I couldn't get a boyfriend and I was like, what's going on? And looking back, it's like watching Josie and the Pussycats. I was obsessed with Rachel Lee Cook mm. and I was obsessed with her because I had a crush on her. But I very much hid behind like the the term girl crush. Yeah. And in reality, you just think that person's attractive. Like you're attracted. And then I can remember when One Tree Hill started, everyone fighting over the brothers. I'm like, but do you see Sophia Bush and Hillary Burton? Like, do you see what's happening? And eventually, actually real world, it was real world DC and it was Emily Schrome. And she talked about how she was from this very conservative family, but she's bisexual now and she's yeah. so much happier. And that's when I started to like, tell my friends that I was bi still trying to date guys and then honestly when I turned 30 I was like I'm a lesbian and there's nothing wrong with it like because I don't know if in either of your households or someone listening like lesbian had such like a nasty tone behind yes. it yes in my yes like, my, my high school lacrosse coach was one and like that's where yeah. and that there were so many connotations with it and that's where like I, I'm still, I think I'm like, you're younger than me, but I'm like, in terms of coming out, I think I'm still like struggling with what you said, like you stopped struggling with when you turn 30 because it's like, there are so many, and I like played sports and sports in college and it's so homophobic. 
Like I remember being in the bathroom and this was in high school and there were two girls uh, on, like one was on the JV team, one was on varsity and I was on varsity. And our goalie was like the only like open lesbian. I think there was like two in high school. And I was going pee and I heard like five of my teammates being like, ew, did you hear so-and-so made out with so-and-so? Lesbians are so gross. And I just remember sitting in the stall being like, okay, like this just, because then I was playing sports in college and sports in college are surprisingly even more, all girls sports are even more homophobic, like in the schools yeah. that I was looking at one too. And so it was like, and I just remember being in college, like getting really drunk and going to the one girl I knew was out and being like, I'm gay and I can't tell anyone because everyone I'm in the cross team will hate me. And so, and it yeah. was also, I was really good at being straight. And I think that's why I still struggle with it because I'm so bad at hitting on girls. I'm, I have no game, no confidence because like girls intimidate the fuck out of me. And it was just like, I, I like lived in this delusional world because it was so easy to be straight. It was so, you know, especially for me, it was so easy to get validation and to like, just get, you know, I, I almost got a boyfriend just to like have one. Yeah. Not because like I wanted one. It was just to like be a friend and like to come to family functions with me because my family was fucked up, you know? And I like look back at it. It was just like, it was easy. That's why. Still easy. <laughs> Much easier than being gay. I also just want to add very quickly, just because I feel like I'll kick myself if I don't say this. I also learned a lot about being queer from, so my grandmother had like a crazy cable package that I joke about all the time on when I used to record Dunzo where she had like 700 channels for no and did, didn't realize that she was paying for it so for me that was like a dream and I could watch HBO at night and like real sex taxi cab confessions like all of those things taught me so much about being like queer and it wasn't in like a real world way it was in like a gritty raw unapologetic unfiltered like you're seeing all the things I learned about being trans from yes that's me and my gay friend we would stay up like fingering each other and after watching that sh I mean we and we watched Skinamax like Cinemax but after like 1 p.m or 1 oh, yeah. a.m it'd be Skinamax you know it'd be like softcore mm. porn but like yes that we would literally that was our foreplay and then we'd like start like finger banging and be like oh my god we're so gay. On, a, on a more like nicer note not Skinamax note but even Degrassi and South and Nowhere. I'll say South and Nowhere for me was a big show that was like, that. okay, families can be okay with someone being gay. Cause at first Spencer's mom is like, my daughter's never going to like a woman. My daughter's going to be straight. So that gave me like some weird hope, but yeah, that's so true. Troy, like those shows, whether they were, you know, on HBO or the N did help. And it's nice that there are more shows now that show being gay or really anything other than like white people playing sports right did sex in the city ever like have any because I just know like sex in the city was where they had a lot of queer iconography where it was like but in the like late 90s early 2000s we didn't like it wasn't like we know it now as like queer iconography and stuff like that but I feel like there was easter eggs gay easter eggs in that show sex in the city it didn't make me feel any more comfortable being gay mm -hmm. but it did like you know, like it, it helped me understand my relationships with girls. Cause I remember being yeah. like, why do I only want to be friends with girls? Like, why do I only have women as friends, you know? But then I would see like Carrie. Yeah. Her gay friends. And I'd be like, I guess this is just like what we do. Yeah. You know I mean, like it made me feel less like weird about that. Cause I feel like Queer Eye and Sex in the City really like pitched the stage for the gay best friend. Kind of yeah, like totally. the normalization and like Will and Grace. Which, yeah. like, I think, you know, it's, like, a great first step 
in like, you know, like queer progression, like at least we're now at the point, you know, people were so homophobic in the 90s and 80s. Um, But at least it was like getting to the point where like, okay, it's acceptable for like women and men to hang out because they're, you know, one's gay and like all this stuff, but at least it like normalized it. And then it made everyone want a gay best friend, you know? So like all these women were like- I was like, I'm not the only one being asked to shop with every fucking girl I know all the time. It's important to add a gay male friend, not yeah. female friend. Nobody uh, wants a gay lesbian friend because then they have the Miranda friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing, Kelly, I don't know if you dealt with this, is like, it's so interesting because I would tell, I would open up to like girls. Like I, every time I would tell a guy I'm gay, they'd be like, you don't look gay. And they'd be like, you're an asshole. I'm definitely not going to fuck you regardless of whether or not I'm gay, you know? But it was, um, it was interesting because like, it's hard to open up to girls and be like, I'm gay because either they're like, Ooh, I've never made out with a girl before. I want to try making out with you. And you're like, we're friends. I'm not attracted to you like that. You know what I mean? I just feel like I have a hard time like sharing my, my gayness with other women that aren't gay because they either want me to be their first makeout. And I'm like, no, I'm, I don't want to fuck every girl that I see or like any friends that I have. That's why I'm friends with you. Or it's just like, or they're like, Ew, like, you know, I hope you're not like it turned on by me or it's like, is it okay if I change in front of you? I don't want to get turned on. It's like, your tits aren't that great, Susie. Like, fuck off. A private school girl. (laughs) (laughs) Not that fucking seven. I thought you were anorexic. I guess you lied. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I get a lot of the um, straight girls who want to kiss, kiss a girl. I get a lot of, I get a lot of that. So luckily my friends, you know, I think I have like good friends and no one's ever been like off put about her. Even if I want to talk about my girlfriend, no one's like, Ooh, no, but yeah, I, I do get a lot of, well, I've never like kissed a girl before. So I don't know if I like girls and I'm like, all right, let's go. (laughs) All right. Next question. I've been like 30 girls. I'm a little, that's the most game I've had is just being a makeout whore. (laughs) All right. Two last questions. And then we'll get into the, the blinds wrapped. Mm -hmm. Guilty pleasure celebrity, someone who's rotted, but you still love. Mine's either Usher or Will Smith. I know that they're both like not, I grew up with Will Smith. I grew up watching his movies. I love getting jiggy with it. I'm judging you for Usher. Listen, Usher and I, listen, that's a tough one for me. I can't even defend it. Defend that. Yeah, defend that. Confessions? Have you heard the album Confessions? I do like, yeah, you know, I like, yeah, like I definitely like got finger banged to yeah for the first time. Like, Or his album 8701 or his song Moving Mountains. Are you guys familiar? How can I put that off? I mean, everybody knows that mine is Azalea Banks. Oh my God, I love her. I love Azalea Banks. I don't, I do not feel apologetic about it. I love a complicated person too. Like I love a person that takes a little, a little time and understanding to try and get to the bottom of. And I, and I also think that she's so insanely talented. Like I think she's one of the best rappers I've ever known. And it makes me angry that like her music is so, like the, the B plot to her internet presence i mean i love her like hi can more people be blunt and direct with elon musk and grimes being like you guys are fucking weird you know and like all the things that she 
she never gets credit for all the things that she predicts. All she's, the she's things. She's my favorite, like, social media celebrity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like I, I always talk about her on TikTok because she all, like, she's fun. You know, it's like fun. I like celebrities that are fun to talk about, like give you fun things to talk about. It's like, oh, Zelia Banks like outed a Grimes again today for like locking her in a room, like and bolting the door, like all of this weird shit. And like Grimes trying to root her allegedly, like all of this stuff. Who am I apologist of? Mm. I feel like you don't apologize for people's <laughs> I mean, I like the only one is lately. I've just been like really. So I've been doing like an Angelina Jolie dive, and I become a Brad Pitt apologist mostly because he's like the only straight guy in Hollywood that I and like I reserve like uh, a fucking obsession with. It's like I don't care how gay I am. I would let I would eat Brad Pitt's ass and I would let him eat mine. He apparently loves <laughs> analingus, and I just like admire that. You know what I mean? I see myself in him. You know, like twin flames, even though I'm not passionate about eating ass and getting my ass eaten. I just, I like appreciate, I respect that man's passion. You know, that was such a beautiful answer. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Let's talk about microdosing. You know, that just right feeling when your body and mind are at a peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, when you're relaxed, focused and a little energized being in the zone. Well, microdosing can help you get into that zone easier and stay there longer. For me, I love the microdose gummies right before bed. It helps me relax. I'll put on a show and just chill. And I've been having a lot of like muscle issues, nerve issues, and I just feel myself kind of relax and all my stress just drop from my shoulders. It helps me fall asleep, helps me stay asleep. And it's great for post-workout recovery. Haven't been sleeping, so I've been doing morning walks. Then I take a microdose, go to sleep. It's beautiful. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code BLINDS to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com code BLINDS. Microdose.com code BLINDS for 30% off. This week's episode is also sponsored by Quince. I love gift giving, but it can really add up. And that's why this holiday season, I am shopping at Quince. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including me. Quince offers a range of high-quality items with prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, cotton sweaters, and comfy pants. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I'm giving the gift of Quince's buttery soft cashmere to my nearest and dearest this year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, and I love that. You guys know I've been talking about my Quince blankets for like a year at this point, and I'm obsessed with them. So everybody that I care about in my life is getting a Quince blanket, whether they like it or not. But they will like it because who doesn't love a soft, buttery blanket? They also have weighted blankets, which I didn't even know really what the point of a weighted blanket was until I now own one and it's become my life partner. Get affordable luxury for everyone in your wish list with Quince. Go to quince.com blinds for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash blinds to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash blinds shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. And now we are back with the blind item wrapped. And we are going to start with the most surprising breakup of 2023 for me. It's a tie between Joe and Taylor and Joe and Sophie, because I really did think Joe and Taylor were in it for the long haul. Whether I thought they were real or not, I really did think they were like a forever couple. I get with Joe and with Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift because they had a good, they had a good uh, partnership, I'll call it. You know what I mean? It worked really well. Yeah, I agree with that one. Mine is Hugh Jackman and Deborah Lee Furness. That's because not- I was like, obviously, it's a long-term beard contract. They had kids together. But it was like, why, why now? You know, <laughs> like, you made it this far. Like, what? You know, so the timing is very auspicious, which makes me believe that in 2024, like, Hugh Jackman's going to come out to cover for Brian Singer. Like, you know how, like, Kendall Jenner kept doing those, like, proactive, or, like, those things being like, I have something to tell you guys. And it'd be, like, a proactive commercial. You know what I mean? And I feel like that, because, like, that's I think that that's like the the thing under the burner is like the Brian Singer of it all and that kind of shit. So I feel like Hugh Jackman's like I have something to confess. I'm gay, and we're all gonna be like, no, your besties with Brian Singer, you know that kind of thing. So I feel like he'll come out as cover for something, you know, to take the heat off another situation. That was my answer. He he is he and Lee uh Jackman are my answer as well. I just think it's really crazy when an old school couple like that breaks up because they are not like. They're a People Magazine era couple. And like, Mm -hmm. they are really at this point an institution, like for him. And them breaking up immediately opens the floodgates to so many possibilities and so many more people. I've seen so many people on TikTok being like, I had no idea that there were even rumors about Hugh Jackman, like being bi. And I'm like, what? What? Have you ever seen The Greatest Showman? No. But like, he's also- People say in the comments- it's interesting, like from the like from my Australian following, like they were the they were the Australian a couple. They were the mm-hmm. they were the Brangelina of Australia without all the blood play. You know what I mean? So it's just like, but it's interesting that since the since the divorce, 
I have been inundated from actual victims, allegedly, of Hugh Jackman. Like, people want to talk now. Wow. I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't either. I'm, I'm, I'm here to listen. Call me up. Tell me everything. I have like a follow-up question, I guess. What is something you wish people who just maybe casually like pop culture, but act like they know a lot about it? Do you know, you know the people I'm trying to talk about? What do you wish that they knew about like pop culture and kind of how maybe the PR machine works? Because for me, sometimes I wish people would just kind of take a step back. And it's like, if you look at all these things lined up, then you'll understand, say, what we talk about on our podcast or what you talk about on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not it's not that serious. It was never that serious. I always hear that audio, like whenever someone, I'm like, oh my God, we're just gossiping. Like you don't have to threaten my dog and my family and me. I'm not naming names or anything. But I, so I actually, this was, I have two things and I did find my little notes because I do take this, I do take fucking schoolwork very seriously now, not in my youth. But the listing, like the, re- the referring of the A-list versus B-list versus... People and like, like maybe this is a ticket. People get so hung up. I will get like fucking essay comments about the listings of celebrities. First of all, I don't make the second of all. That is like inconsequential to the, like it'll be a blind item. It'll be like this celebrity blew this celebrity with like, you know, did cocaine off his dick in the middle of a, you know, a Justin Bieber concert. And everyone's like, wait, Haley Bieber is B-list? And it's like, <laughs> that's, it was that, like that. And so- so like, there's also like, like there's A-list actors. That means that that is an A-list actor. There's A-list celebrities. Like Andy Cohen is an A-list celebrity. Like he, like, you know what I mean? Everyone knows who he is, but he's not like an actor and he's not like a reality TV star. He's just like a celebrity kind of thing. So it's just like that. And like, also like there's A-list Nepo babies and D-list Nepo babies, you know what I mean? Depending on, so it's like the listing is kind of like inconsequential to the point. But it's also, though, the listing is more geared towards us, like the ones that are interpreting the blind items or trying to translate it. It's like, and we understand that that's not the point of the blind item. The point of the blind item is not to argue whether or not Lady Gaga is A or A+. plus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's also so thing- dependent on, like, what they're doing at that moment. Like Yes, they- yeah. It's this week and then maybe in a month they'd be B-. minus. Yeah, and that's what people's, like, in name recognition, you know, someone could be, like, a D-list celebrity, but they can't have like everyone can know who they are like right. chet hanks <laughs> like you know what i mean i mean like he like he's probably b-list name recognition but like he's a d-list f-list you know what i mean that kind of thing but then also with the pr for the for what i just want to say this pr relationship does not equal fake or real relationships PR relationships just means it's a relationship that is publicly reported on and publicly followed and publicly, you know, part of the public, in part of the public information, part of the public's knowledge, and like all of the milestones are reported on the mainstream media. And like PR relationships can be real. PR relationships can be fake. PR relationships can result in one night stands where they become friends afterwards. PR relationships can become fuck buddies. PR relationships can just be best friends that are platonic and they're both like closeted and covering for each other. Like that's what the PR that PR aspect of a relationship just means that it is in the public's face. Like it is being publicly reported on, publicly talked about. Like none of Lindsay Lohan's relationships were PR relationships. That's what I can think about. Like her and her and Bruce Willis. Like that was that's an example <laughs> of not a PR relationship. <laughs> that's a really good that's a good example actually your favorite hookup of the year kyle you want to go first 
Oh wait, yes, I have this. I like this. I took this so seriously. Kelly, Kelly gave me like Kelly and Joy gave me work, and I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, you're just graded on participation. Like <laughs> your answers. I got an A for showing up. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I even had my mom color it. Um. Okay, so. Pedro, I, I'm obsessed with Pedro Pascal. Like 2023 was the year of Pedro Pascal. Can we just like say that? Like that man, that man, he's so fine. Like he's the reason that I'm like, I'm not straight, but I am straight, you know? Cause it's like, but he's not straight. So Pedro Pascal and allegedly Omar Apollo, Pedro Pascal and allegedly Bad Bunny, Pedro Pascal and allegedly not Bradley Cooper after the Met Gala. So I love that Pedro Pascal, like Bradley Cooper was following him around and he allegedly was like, no, I'm not fucking you and your prosthetic nose. Kevin Costner and Jewel. Mm, 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 mm. that's good so that's mine <laughs> I just love the jewel and the Kevin Costner at like the end of the year like where it's just like okay like they're she's 49 like I feel like after 40 like the age gap kind of becomes less relevant it's not like a 20 year old and a 40 year old and it's cute like they're both just like at points in life where they're like going to the Virgin Islands together and like you know prom posing how about you Troy mine was Kylie and Timothy <laughs> <laughs> because i just article that finally seen wonka twice and i'm like that's not something i would brag about like that i would not tell anyone that like that's what happens when you stalk timothy chalamet i just think that they are they're fun and i think that like they're both like little weirdos that like get each other and i don't know i just think that i really liked the era of kylie post being like a like a, associated with him publicly like, it felt like Kylie kind of went back to, like, this, like, mom version of her King Kylie era. And even on the show, she just seems so much more, like, chill and, like, down to earth. And, like, just, like, letting her old personality shine. And no matter how real or fake their relationship is, I think that he was really good for her. That's publicly. what I, well, did that blind item, did you read that blind item, Troy? What About her seeing Willy Wonka twice? <laughs> I was about how Timothee Shalalame was talking about how he like him and Kylie Jenner have hooked up once and he said it, she was the worst fuck he's ever had mm. allegedly yeah, which which is like I love that for both of them because Timothee Shalalame is like one of the least liked people in Hollywood so him and Kylie like actually have I put them as my most like most annoying celebrities of the year like the two of them together because it is like it just it's not like annoying, like I hate them. It's just annoying, like everyone in Hollywood hates them. And I love that they're just annoying, you know? <laughs> yeah. <They're> me. Apologetically. <laughs> yeah. Tamp annoying. Mine was Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater. Obsessed with those two little sickly looking Victorian children together. And like, I love the ripple effect of it, of everyone putting together timelines of what Ariana Grande has done in the past. And people being like, this seems like it could happen a lot we miss this pattern and I'm like because hmm, you didn't take a step back and pay attention <laughs> that was actually like um that's actually like one of my predictions is that um Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater uh don't get there were, yet we haven't got there oh yet, but like but I have been obsessed with that that like that whole relationship thing and just the fact that it was reported on in like January that her and Dalton Gomez had split mm -hmm. and I was getting bullied and death threats from Dalton Gomez's one fan and then the Arianators being like, Kyle, like, you're such a liar. Go kill yourself. And then it was like, then she goes up to Wimbledon without the ring on. It's like, I've been waiting six months for this moment. Thank you. 
Ariana, <laughs> but it's like, I'm still waiting for everyone on the internet to apologize to me, including Dalton and Gomez's fan. Favorite celebrity scandal. I mean, nobody's going to be surprised by this, but Diddy, I willed this into the world. I feel like he I did birth to a child and to see the way that it has spread like wildfire in the way that I dreamed is insane. I really honestly thought that if there was a possibility that this would happen, it would not be as big as it is. And to see all these people like coming out and telling their stories and like talking about what they've seen, even though I will say I, I have had a weird like backtracking moment where I'm like all these people coming out with these stories, like, like his bodyguard, for example, I'm so grateful that his bodyguard is like so open to talk about mm -hmm. shit. But I'm like, dude, like, what were you doing? Like, he told that story about how they would go to the clubs and he would have the spiked liquor section and then the not spiked liquor section. And he would tell all of his boys, like, don't drink from that section because mm -hmm. those are all roofied and have ecstasy in them. And it's like, okay, so you knew that for 10 years? That's, yeah, I feel, I felt the same way. I know, like, everything I knew about Diddy was from you guys, like, from, like, three years ago, listening to your podcast, that's when it was, like, I first was, like, I need to hate this man, and, like, that's when I dug up, but it was, like, because, like, I credit Troy specifically with bringing up the Diddy stuff, because I didn't even know that he was, like, rumored to be allegedly gay until I listened to your podcast, and then I, like, went on a Kim Porter, you know, rabbit hole and I was like holy shit so it was you guys like that made me aware of it it's pretty crazy yeah, yeah. I was gonna put him as mine but Troy really is like the Diddy expert yeah he Troy, is like, that's not the best place to be Troy <laughs> <laughs> but at least you got validated thank you for me this is very niche but the Kelsey Ballerini and Morgan Evans divorce it happened in like late 2022 but with her album coming out and just like I don't know if it's probably because I lived in Nashville and kind of saw mm -hmm. like firsthand how women are treated in country music and just watching how like Bobby Bones was rolling over to try and make Morgan Evans look better than Kelsey Ballerini and kind of just watching country music try and take her down so much and her just coming out with this random EP with a short movie that she directed and being like, you know what? Fuck you guys. And He's if dating Chase Stokes now. That's yeah, we're not going to talk about that part of the Well, no, Chase Stokes is from Annapolis, and I love them together just because Chase Stokes is, like, the one most famous person from my same hometown. So I, I'm, like, become a Kelsey Ballerina fan just because I'm like, oh, my God, her boyfriend, like, they're cute yeah. together. I like them together. I love that they're, like, you know, I don't care if it's, P like, you know, if it's fake or real. I, I just love the PR of it all. And I didn't know anything. I all, Also, I know about Kelsey Ballerina from you. Like, Ballerina. Yeah, I've yeah. been a big fan of her since, like, 2017. And I'm glad that she's finally gotten the recognition she kind of, in my opinion, definitely deserves. All Was because... Morgan Evans the one that said the N-word? Or is that? No, that's Morgan Wallen. Oh, okay. <laughs> just another rotted Morgan. Can't keep them straight. Well, mine is Matt Reif and literally everyone lately. I just like really, <laughs> um, especially like my bunny Hadea. So she's like my friend on TikTok. Like she's, you know, one of the first friends I had there. But uh, Matt Reif is like literally beefing with her six-year-old son. And it now it like is included in his Wikipedia. It like oh, it has a whole section talking about Matt Reif telling a six-year-old that Santa Claus wasn't real and telling him, telling a six-year-old boy that his mom makes all her money on OnlyFans, even though she doesn't. I'm like, I love that that's, that's his Wikipedia. And then my other favorite celebrity scandal was Taylor Swift dating Maddie Healy and then doubling down on dating Maddie Healy. And then like everyone is now being like, what? They know 
dated like what are you serious she dated him and then she doubled down on dating him and everyone's like her and Travis started dating in June and July and it's like no sweetie and it, I love that scandal because it's like now it's now being rewritten you know that timeline but I'm never gonna forget I'm never gonna let anyone forget that like ever until the day I die I will die on that hill I so. will say Taylor has never been good with timelines especially summertime romance timelines most annoying celebrity of the year. I put Tom Sandoval. I wanted to put Scandoval as my favorite scandal of the year, but it just became too much. So Tom Sandoval, most annoying person. And Selena Gomez is a close second. She's really gotten to me lately, but. Well, you girls aren't going to like my answer, but Taylor fucking Swift. Fair. No, no, I, 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 listen, I can be diplomatic. I also am low-key annoyed. I can't look at my Instagram feed at all. I'm anymore. not. I am not, and I've never been a Swifty. I do not consider myself a Swifty. And because of this podcast, I do try to keep up with the Taylor news because we have to. Yeah. I just, if I'm being honest, and I think everybody knows this, I just don't fucking care. Yeah. So having to try to care about her like half walks, by the way, in my neighborhood, like where I live. Yeah. Her path walks and her boyfriends. I just, I'm like, I'm so bored of this. Like, I've never had, I've never like seen such an uninteresting person garner so much attention. It's actually funny. I am funny. so fucking bored. I don't care. I posted, so, there was I'm the path walk of her and Selena Gomez, yeah, like this weekend. And I literally shared it in my G story. And I'm like, I am so fucking sick of these pap walks. Oh. I have no interest in this. And that's where I will say I'm like, I'm a huge Swifty, but it's become a burden to report on Taylor Swift rather than like, it's not fun. And like, I don't want to report on the chiefs games. Like I'm not an NFL comp, you know, sportscaster, but it's like, how, like, and that I called the path walk this past weekend with Selena Gomez egregious. It's like, we get it. You guys yeah. are rich and you're besties and you're in New York City. But it's just like, it just, it feels a little bit just because there's so much going on and so many people are in pain all over the world. But it's also like, ugh, it's tired. It's well, not honestly, it feels like 1989 all over again. Cause I, I have Taylor Swift lyrics tattooed on me. Like I am a fan, I didn't know but, that. but yeah, at this point I'm like, I'm a fan of her music. Yeah, like me too. I'm a fan of her music. I'm not a fan of her yeah. prearranged pop walks and her celebrity besties. I like the Sophie Turner moment when they were arm in arm. Like that was a moment. And I feel like they're trying to recreate that. Like, and it's just like, you're not, you're not going to top that moment. It was like that, that should have been the last pop walk for 2023. Yeah. And they should, but that's where I had, um, actually a Diddy at the VMAs, like specifically at the VMAs being my most annoying celebrity of the year. Cause it's like, how, like what he, he can't dance, but also like who let him there. Um, and I had Hillary Baldwin simply because she still exists with that accent. Like, you know what I mean? She's, she's still existing and she still has an accent. One of the two has to go. Um, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I don't get Sabrina Carpenter. She doesn't like actively annoy me but I think she kind of goes along with the Taylor Swift thing it's like I don't need that much Sabrina Carpenter I never and it's like she's not Britney she's not even Christina and I just feel like her and Addison Rae are both like fighting to play Britney Spears in the Britney Spears biopic that'll eventually come that yeah. we know you know and it's just like yeah it's like they need to calm down but it's just like I've I've been given like 
I like Olivia Rodrigo and like some, there's been too much Olivia Rodrigo at some points, but it's not like this, but it's not with Taylor Swift. So I'm getting Sabrina Carpenter, I'm getting Taylor Swift and then I'm getting the two of them together and I'm like, I don't, don't even care anymore. Um, and then Kim Kardashian publicly dick riding for Taylor, like with her Speak Now cosplay and all that stuff without publicly apologizing still. So it's just that Kim Kardashian will forever annoy me. For sure. Top blinds of 2023. This one I picked because I've always said Army Hammer, give him three years. He'll be back like mm-hmm. in the news. If you haven't been reading this site for the past nine months, then you should not be surprised that the cleaning product actor has finished his redemption arc. He had a lot of very powerful people in his corner to squash stories and to make sure he was always in the faces of casting people and agents. And he will be right back to his mediocre career in minutes. Uh, you no, you actually I've been following you were the one that said you gave the timeline of the redemption arc I feel like I'm yeah. gonna credit you with originally coming up with this redemption arc the canceling and it's it's held true it's so accurate it's actually upsetting well thank you <laughs> That's why I'm like don't cancel anyone I don't want them coming back you know <laughs> we do enjoy being powerful witches on this show <laughs> you guys are literally brujas <laughs> Um, mine actually kind of ties to what you said earlier, Kyle, about Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2023 blinds about him and Brian Singer, I just think are very interesting. Yeah. Like, he deserves to have to publicly talk about this. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. there are way too many photos of you on private jets with Brian Singer and a bunch of 18-year-old twinks. Yeah. So it, it, it has to be discussed. There are so many about them. But the first one from 2023 was, despite being given every opportunity in a recent interview, this foreign-born former A-plus list mostly movie actor who is a former superhero and an Oscar winner nominee cannot bring himself to say anything bad about the disgraced director because the director could destroy the career of the actor in a second. And it's so obvious that that's happening that that's is what I, I literally remember that blood and that's why i think that's why i said hugh jackman will come out as cover because it's like because it's that it's that that's so crazy that it's like that exact blind in him is the one that like is drilled into my brain about hugh jackman and brian singer i'm like that's what he'll come out have to come out about to cover up for something else you know what i mean okay. it won't it'll be and that sucks because it won't be to come out of the closet just for representation and to be honest like you know like we want people to it'll be to come out of the closet because you know it has an ulterior motive and an agenda and i hate that yeah. but i don't i think enough people know about brian singer that something will still come out and people will just be like see gays are predators if yeah, that's my know. other that's my other fear. That's why I've been trying to talk about Brian Singer like lately on TikTok to try and make him mainstream and that before so that way it can't be chalked up to anything because like that that's my biggest fear. Okay, so here's my favorite blind item of 2023. Uh it has nothing to do with a celebrity. The recent fatal incident which occurred at the site of a very famous disaster has some details that have not been released to the public. One was the presence of these living things in the same area. They have been in the news lately as they have seemingly been fighting back against man's abuses. Investigators are seriously looking into whether they were involved. And that's when killer whales were alleged to have uh, been uh, the cause of the Titan sub exploding. The orca of the orca tales of 2023 have been the orcas are my favorite celebrities of 2023 honestly (laughs) white gladys white gladys won she should have been times times whale of the year times mammal of the year 
white Gladys and her abuela. Can we just shout them all out? Team Orca for life. But uh, I love that, that, the, that even the orcas got some blame. Like even if it was slander and defamation that they were being blamed, it's like, I love that they were getting blamed for like, that they went down and like people like orcas are so petty that they definitely fucked up these billionaires in a sub. <laughs> that is hysterical. I'll be, that is funny. funny. Um, like the first year for blind it was about Troy me and killer whales <laughs> free willies like finally free willies so happy <laughs> I do follow that little boy Jesse from free willies all grown up he's on Instagram he has like the most wholesome posts <laughs> okay predictions for 2024 I have three predictions that I'm putting out into the ether I do think there will be a Bieber baby for 2024 I think Jada Pinkett Smith will openly date a woman and mm -hmm. I think Ariana Maddox will go on Raquel's podcast it's Rachel now <laughs> well whatever her name is that one just to break the internet uh-huh just because people are starting to dislike Ariana and what can Ariana do talk to the woman and they can forgive each or whatever yeah actually all the, will, all the blame will go back on Tom I love that because Tom was like, I, I fought for uh, Raquel, Rachel, whatever the fuck her name is. No, and I, Raquel, or yeah, sorry. I keep saying Raquel. No, I don't know. That. It's just funny because anytime I call Raquel, someone's like, it's Rachel. And when I call Rachel, you mean Raquel? So it's just, I Yeah, so I could picture her and Ariana having a sit down, just ripping Tom Sandoval apart. And then you know what? That's women supporting women. Because that, in my opinion, I really think Bravo fans have been way too hard on Raquel. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I think it's like really inappropriate that they call, like told her at, now that as someone who gets bullied online now in mass and gets told to kill herself like regularly. And I also like suffer from suicidal depression. I, I, I feel like that it was excessive. Like no one should be telling anyone to kill themselves online, mm -hmm. like especially for fucking Tom Sandoval. Like he's, you know, <laughs> interesting. Wait, Troy, do you do yours? Okay. Mine is that jay-z is going to be canceled i'm kind of waiting for that one yeah i think there's no there's no peeling back the layers of diddy without also peeling back the layers of jay-z who a lot of people would say is worse than diddy but like jaguar Wright, who you guys know i'm obsessed with has always said that the the difference between jay-z and diddy is that diddy is messy and yeah. if you have followed this like he's a messy queen he does not like he he doesn't keep track of the fires that he starts whereas jay-z is extremely meticulous and very smart and he knows how to like put out fires and cover up bombs and i just feel like it's coming i, I think it'll be it'll look a lot different because of his association with beyonce mm -hmm. i think that he's very strategic in his association his public association with beyonce I think that he has come to terms with the fact that like she's the greatest showman in that relationship and he's really just like attacking her, you know? Yeah. Um, but she makes him look good and she protects him. And I just think in 2024, I just feel like it's going to happen. You think that's why she's become besties with like Taylor Swift too? They're like leaning on each other. <laughs> Listen, I, I really think Beyonce <laughs> must be like, fuck. Like, God damn it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it's got to be tough for her too because I mean even the way that they got together like he started dating her when she was 17 like he I'm sorry but he and the Rihanna of their relationship too like that Hello. whole Jaguar Wright Chris Brown Rihanna Jay-Z that oh. whole like do yeah. you expect me to believe that he wasn't fucking a teenage Rihanna come on now 
it's Rihanna. Like, I know it's gross, but it's also, it's like Rihanna. You know what I mean? Like a Rihanna only comes along like once every Whitney Houston. You know what I mean? It's just like, that is a once in a decade artist kind of thing or once in two decade artists. Yeah. Um, Okay. Mine are whenever filming for Wicked Raps, um, if it is in 2024, uh, Ariana Grande will get a baby in her. I think that's low-key why she picked Ethan Slater. She's like, oh, you just, the seed is strong. You just had a, a little ginger baby. I want a little musical theater kid. I feel like that's what Ariana Grande, and it's like, oh God, you know? I think Think John what that child will look like. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I just got the visual. I keep keep seeing uh, Ethan Slater in my like feeds because he's like dating Ariana Grande now. And I'm like, TMZ, you're really going to make that AI picture? Like that John Mayer and Andy Cohen will continue to be weird as fuck. And maybe they'll like be caught like publicly sucking one of their, each other's dicks or something. You know what I mean? There'll be something like, so they'll be caught, they'll be busted making out. Like we'll finally have some photographic proof that they're more than just friends. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey will either get engaged or married or break up in 2024. There's no in between. The shit is so weird. And huge. Yeah. And I said, Hugh Jackman could come out as cover from Brian Singer allegations. Those were mine. I read, I also, can I just share this blind item about Kim Zolciak that made me feel like Please. validated as a poor person? The former housewife turned guest must be in bad shape if she can't even find the money to make payments on a $2,000 credit card bill. That is $50 a month. And that was, Kim Zolciak had two grand of debt on her Target credit card. And I did too in my 20s. So it's like, cool. Seeing her try and upsell items that are 10 years old for like thousands of dollars more than what they're even worth when they were new is one of the craziest things of 2023. Like if you've been following the Kim Zolciak, like, like storage unit selling of items is like, she'll take like a $400 Chanel purse that like when it was new in like 2014 was $400, but then she'll sell it now for like $850. As if people have access to the internet. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, or like she'll sell like the 2000, like those old Louis Vuitton purses, like the, you know, the, the, like whatever it was that were cool in like 2008. You know what I mean? And she's like, oh, it's like, it's vintage. It's it's like, never used. It's like, you're on TV. Yeah, like we saw you. You used it across four different seasons with like, what was the big papa? Yeah, that whole thing is so weird. I, I guess like I, I'm not rich. I've never been rich enough to like get that broke, I guess, because it's like, I like, you know, my big spends, it's like, Ooh, I spent $14 on the organic roast chicken at Whole Foods. Like that's my splurge. You know what I mean? And it's like, and I'm like, how do you not make these? Like, how do you get into this debt? And it's like, I've never been rich enough to get into good debt. You know, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That's so funny. Well, Kyle, we just want to thank you so, so much for coming on. I'm sure we're getting a lot of new listeners, your TikTok followers. So Hi to them. But if you could suggest maybe three episodes of Beyond the Blinds, and we can go around and all do it. Three episodes that you think everyone should listen to, to understand like blind items or really just kind of like, yeah, I guess to understand blind items. Okay. uh, So I have a few top ones. First of all, Camp Podwall, because you guys are the only one that's ever really covered the Podwall boys. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, the Bruce Willis, Everyone has to listen to your Bruce Willis and your Kourtney Kardashian episodes that were artistically done and the True Blood episode, because I know a lot of my followers are obsessed with True Blood and your guys' Beyond the Blinds True Blood episode is, it's like porno for my ears. I loved it. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. So much fucking. (laughs) 
Um, if I could say a few, uh, Grey's Anatomy. I had a lot of fun with Grey's. Mm. I mean, Patreon, our Diddy episode is probably way up there. And then for public, Charlie Sheen, that episode was so fucking crazy that by the end, I like, I told Troy, I'm like, I just need to lay down. Like, I just need like a minute. (laughs) That's actually one of the only ones where I had to stop it. Cause like the whole intentionally sharing things like got me, Mm -hmm. I got anxiety from that. That man. Yeah. Thank you for covering Charlie Sheen so I can never have to read a blind item about him ever again. They are so horrifying. For sure. I'm going to say I really liked our Khloe Kardashian episode. Yeah, Khloe, that's what I meant to say. Khloe, not Courtney. Your Khloe Kardashian episode is like my favorite one of all time. I'm sorry. Khloe is like that. Khloe is wild because she's so opposite of what people allegedly what people think. I'm also going to say the Sex and City episode healed my inner gay child. And honestly, I'll, I'm going to say Will and Jada. I'll say Trey songs too. Cause I don't think enough people listen to our Trey songs oh, episode. Yeah. And we talked about like his messiness before it was on TMZ every week. This past No, week. you're actually hundred percent. I didn't even know who Trey songs was or that like, and then I was reading blind items like on my TikTok about, uh, it was like, I know who Beyonce helps out. There's only, and it was cause you guys, there's so many things that like, I'll, I'll be like doing a TikTok or we, I do blind items every day. You guys do like long-term ones. And I'd be like, oh my God, I'll tell my followers, Troy and Kelly said this nine months ago, or they did a, they did an episode literally 22 months ago on this exact same thing. And here it is now. And it's like, that's the most fun part where I just like, can like reference back to your stuff with that. You guys. Yeah. The Trey songs one definitely was one of the most educational things I've ever listened to. Well, thank you. So that was so nice. Honestly, Kyle, we're fans of you. Thank you for, you know, giving us, you do give credit on TikTok. I can confirm, but yeah, we're such huge fans of you. And please let people know where they can find you, listen to you. I know you just launched a Patreon. Yes. Mostly I'm on TikTok. I want everyone, I have two accounts. My clone account is the one I want to promote. It's at the Kyle Marissa underscore. Uh, I'm trying to hit 100K on that one. Uh, and then at the Kyle Marissa is my main one. And then my Patreon is Patreon slash the Kyle Marissa. And then on Instagram at the Kyle Marissa underscore. So it's just the Kyle Marissa or the Kyle Marissa underscore pretty much everywhere and anywhere. And that Troy and Kelly are my favorite podcast. And like, if like, I, I would be lying if I say I consistently listen to any other podcast besides Beyond the Blinds. When I lie out, when I poop, when I walk my dog. When I go on car rides to visit my parents, I literally have yours on. So it's just, and I, and I literally talk about it, I think every week on my TikTok, like I'll bring up something on your, on your podcast. So I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) We appreciate you so much. And thank you for like, really like giving the answers a lot of like intense thought. Like you really showed up and showed out. I'm such a dork, but I'm so passionate about blind item gossip. And I know you guys are, and I just feel like this was my- This was my Super Bowl in terms of gossip for 2023. This was like everything. Well, can you send us off with your tagline? You want more? I'll give you more. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.